Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, December 25 days before Christmas. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams that you're watching right now we are into year 25 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and heaven of all it is 11:02 a.m we're going to bring mike thompson on in just a minute uh, he's got a great word of the lord for for you um i've i've been reading his book before it's published because he's given me a chance to read it so i could endorse it it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful book about the third heaven so i'm pre pre-selling it, so to speak. There's no link to click on. It's not ready for that yet, but I want you to all know it's coming. And we'll have them, when it comes out, we'll have them come and do a special presentation uh, about the third heaven. So, I mean, he's done that before. He'll probably talk a little, he, he never doesn't talk about the third heaven because that's his, that's his, um, whatever you would call it. That's where God has him a lot, but he's got some, a good word for you today. So, all right, before we bring in Mike here, here's a quick word about the wells we're digging. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your donations into this. You know, we are doing, we've got projects in Mississippi that are water projects. They're different, but especially in 2023, we'll be in, begin to roll out some greater and greater uh, pictures. It takes longer and more bureaucracy here in the States. Things have to be carefully approved by many departments and licensing or whatever it is. So it's a little slower and you gun, you just go out and dig. Uh, I'm sure there are some regulations, but, but it's much less bureaucratic. So we're able to, which is very good because those are the people we need to help uh, the people that, that are in that situation. So, all right, God bless you. It is time to bring on in Mike Thompson. So here we go. There he is. Hi, Steve. Hey, anyway, welcome. Merry Christmas to you and K, uh, CK. I almost said KC. CK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merry so, Christmas to you guys, to thank everyone. You, thank you. Same to you. So uh, what's the weather like in Las Vegas at this time of year? Well, you know, it's a little cold. We got sunshine, I think, today. It was a little cloudy. But uh, so right now, probably mid-50s during the day, and then around mid-30s, getting up to around oh, 40 okay. at night. Are you considered just the desert, or are you the high desert? How, how We're just work? the desert. It's okay. uh, Las Vegas Valley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... I know some people love the beauty of a desert. I'm in the I'm from Green Northwest, so it's hard for me to to see the beauty when I see tall trees and snow-capped mountains and all that. But right. I know the desert has its own beauty, you know. Oh, it does. You know, I miss the mountains and the trees and a lot of those things. You get a lot more rain where you're oh, at. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got to than what we, we did in the, the mountains. <laughs> we yeah. have to pay the price for our green. That's for sure. Right. You know, but, but nonetheless, it is beautiful. We love it here. The yeah. desert is beautiful. The people are beautiful. Two and a half million people. Wow. Most of them are not connected in any way with the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, there's a lot really? of people that work there, uh, et cetera. But it's just like any other city. So yeah. God's yeah, doing great would, things. We would. It would be probably the average person would think that everyone's life somehow then must be revolved around the Las Vegas Strip. But that's just all it is, is a strip. It's not even, I don't think it's that long. Right. It's yeah. like 
something like three and a half miles, but okay. you know, they keep trying to extend it, but they do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's been decades since I drove through that. Uh, you know, I was a much younger man last time I saw Las Vegas, but uh, we drove our kids through there one day. Uh, we were, had to be like t almost 20 years ago. And, and I was, and I was going to, they were very young and, but they were old enough to go into a kid section. And I thought, well, I'll walk them in through circus circus and show them what that looked like. We had, we just had no peace. I just thought, mm, nah. <laughs> uh, I, we just went and uh, we actually had a reservation at a campground cause we had a motorhome that we had rented. And uh, I was like, I, I felt good that we didn't do that. You know, God would have not judged us if we did that but it was like they just couldn't get a piece but you're saying your lives don't even really revolve around any of that huh that's true of course there's a lot of people a lot of good christians spirit-filled christians that have jobs that are involved yeah. you know with the strip and, yeah. and that's all wonderful yeah. um but other than that you know it it's something that when you have uh, relatives or friends that come to town they want to go you know have dinner at a nice big fancy restaurant in one yeah. of the casinos or, you know, and that's all cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. But other than that, we live our lives like everybody else. Yeah. It is not a, a, a place of extreme crime and, you know, and other things. We, a lot of times people will write me little notes on social media or email and say, oh, I'd love to come and see you, but I'm just so afraid of Las Vegas. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll, Come on. Now you're perfectly safe. It's yeah. a wonderful place to visit. Yeah. And we awesome. are at this particular point uh, considered, if I can say we, Las Vegas Valley, um, the destination for not only tourism and gaming, of course, that side yeah. of it, but also sports. The sports really? teams have really taken off, and it, uh, this is the hot spot, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm not that big of a follower of sports, so I, I, I would have probably known that. But there was. Having said that, though, Oregon's going to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. I did just hear that recently. Our, I think it's the Beavers are going to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. That that hasn't happened oh. yet, right? So I don't know. When is your bowl game? Yeah. Do you happen to know? I yeah, I don't know. What, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since that happened, and I'm not a avid follower, but. But the Beavers are 11 miles away from me. So when you hear that, you go, oh, they're going to be in a big game. So anyway, very yeah. cool. All right. Well, Mike, you've got some stuff, and I've, I've got the notes. I'm going to follow along um, with your notes. I'm really an anxious to hear. I, I love your book. It's, it's in the manuscript form, and I'm looking forward to this. So go for it. Ah, tremendous. The very first thing that I wanted to let everybody know is that uh, coming today, uh, CK, my wife, drew my attention to something that she was seeing and feeling in the spirit. And boy, it just hit me. And I see it even right now as we're talking. I see the activity of angels. And I want the people to know that they're excited about the celebration of Jesus's birth. We know that December 25th is not necessary. You know, it's not the day that he was born. The Bible is quiet about that specific day. Uh, but nonetheless, the celebration of it, the angelic activity has picked up. There's a lot of joy in the air. And I just want them to know that I felt like that a word, a quick word for yeah. me is to tell them uh, to look for 
more angelic activity in their lives during this season time. Wow. And that they'll be ministering to them in many areas. They'll be strengthening them in body. They'll be helping them with finances. A biggie that I sense in the spirit is in removing oppression. Oh. Oppression uh, mentally. Uh, it could be physically. It could be spiritually. Just that oppressive state. Mm. They're bringing joy. You know, they heralded the birth of Jesus originally. Good tidings of great joy. And they're still heralding that in the spiritual realm over us. And for those who are sensitive and will just discern and pick that up, uh, they'll be able to feel and to sense and to hear that heralding of great joy. So angels are with you. Great word. Great word, Mike. Awesome. Praise God. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I wanted to get into is that the Lord spoke to me. It's been about a month now, um, but in this prophetic word, he said that demonic strongholds are crumbling Mm. and changes are coming. Now, the demonic strongholds, that's something that, uh, you know, we all know. They are there, but they've been rather specific and unique for us in America and probably so in other nations around the world. Everybody can identify the demonic strongholds uh, that are, you know, within their own country. Uh, but they've, they've risen up and have really tried to bring forth uh, what I would call idols. I know that the Lord mm. gave me a vision about a year or greater. Sometimes I just get lost in time mm. yeah, and, so I, and when these yeah. all happen. But, uh, and he showed me all of these idols that were worldwide, but specifically in the United States, attempting to raise up again. We read about, um, you know, like in Daniel 10, how that Daniel, excuse me, drink of water. There you go. How that Daniel, um, you know, he prayed, and then 21 days later, then the angel came and said that it took him 21 days to get there. There was, there was a governmental change, those kind of things. And, and so what I'm saying is that we all recognize that there are those kind of Old Testament stories Ooh. about demons and idolatry and things that were involved. Well, they're trying to raise themselves back up again. And in America, those idols trying to take over the high places. Uh, you know, a, a Jezebel, she has her prophets, she has her doctrines, she has her high places that she speaks through. Uh, when we talk about the far left, liberalism, all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And those are being brought down. They are crumbling. And so the Lord said that in the wake of this, to tell people to hold off. In fact, I'll read what I wrote on the notes there because this is where the Lord was going. The Lord said to me, regarding personal decisions about finances and ministry, hold off on the ones that can wait. Now, you know, there are certain things. What you're going to have for dinner tonight, you can't wait. Uh, But there are a lot of decisions that are very important that you can. He said, stay in faith, follow the Holy Spirit, 
There are changes coming that need to be included in your choices. Oh. Advise the people to do the same. It will become clearer to you as you go into 2023. So follow the Holy Spirit. Things are beginning to crumble. I do know, you know, come January in the natural realm here in America, um, there'll be a switch in government. The House of Representatives have been taken by the conservatives. Mm -hmm. uh, all of those kind of things are happening. And so there's a lot of changes going on. And the Lord's saying, just don't be too quick. If you can hold off for a little while on your major decisions, then with these changes will come the knowledge and the wisdom of God to be able to just flow right with them. And so CK and I took that. I wanted to share that with yeah. the people that are there. If you are in a place to where a major decision that you can hold off just for a little while, in 2023, the Lord is going to show you more about what the right decision is in those areas of your life. That's good. That's a good word of wisdom because God's, God's telling you whatever is going to happen is probably going to be pretty changing for a lot of people. But so like an example would be if mm -hmm. someone said, oh, we're, let's just put our house on the market. Uh, let's just decide to do that. It's time. And yeah. we'll, we'll, you do, you're saying, no, 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 hold off, wait. That's a major decision. It doesn't mean you're not supposed to just wait till something becomes clear or not. It's not just why don't we do this because it seems like the thing to do, right? You're saying hold off on that kind of thing. Correct. For yeah. us, one of the things is that we've been looking for a new building because we felt yeah. like we really needed to expand. Um, the problem we were having at the point uh, in looking, we had our um, real estate broker out there going, is that buildings are hard to find. Mm. And because of the economy, they're not building new buildings as much, mm. and people are just staying. It's like, you know, other business owners stuff are just looking around and going, we got to wait. We're not going to move. We need to expand too. But so in other words, they're not moving. Buildings are not opening up. And, and so that's when I was praying and asking the Lord what to do. And that's when he spoke these things to me and said, wait, wait, wait. So we're going to stay in the building that we're in right now. We've already negotiated and uh, in negotiating now, uh, renovating this building and oh, turning good. it into a much, uh, we'll be able to take out a couple of walls, turn it into a much more functional studio and mm. some of the things that we wanted in a new building. But we're just going to stay for a while until things open up, until the Lord tells us to move. So that's, good. that's personal for us. There are some other things, too, that we were uh, going to do. and But we're just going to wait on the Lord because it will become clear good. as we go into good. the new year. Good. That's a good word of wisdom. Yes. Demonic strongholds are crumbling. Don't make major decisions now according to, on the one side, the demonic strongholds and opposition and pressures that are coming against you now, because those are changing. Mm. And on the other side, what you feel the Holy Spirit is doing in your life right now, because 
you're going to a new level. There's going to be something new in your life. And you want to make sure that you have the wisdom of God for those items. That's good. Good, good, good. All right. Praise God. Yeah. Well, the second thing that I wanted to talk about, which I think is probably the major emphasis today, is in line with the season. You know, I had a vision, and this vision was last week. Mm. And in this vision, it was a rather short vision, but the Lord started talking to me about the people of God. This, these people have been on my heart. I mean, that's why we're in the ministry, isn't it, Steve? Isn't that mm -hmm. why you're doing this, is to oh, bless yeah. people? Yes, it is. And that's why CK and I are in it. We, we pray for our partners. We pray by the Spirit's leading all of the time for people because precious people, people who have lives, they're wonderful. They have situations, you know, families and financial pressures and decisions and sometimes things about health and uh, and and some of the oppression that comes on us with all of the political and social turmoil in America today and all this stuff is there and and we just care so much and and we get into the spirit and we pray we pray for the partners and, and we begin to do spiritual warfare for them and one of the things that is just in the spiritual atmosphere and it has been for a number of years is the uh, the violence and the oppression and those things that, you know, it, it's kind of like, I don't know if they have chalkboards in school anymore, but in, when, when I was a kid, uh, we know what it's like, Steve. You could go up and you could run your fingernails down the chalkboard and, oh, man, that screech, it just sounds oh. terrible. <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of like that feeling we get from all this demonic pressure. It's like at times it's just so repulsive. Uh, and the Lord has had me just praying for the people. And in that situation, mm -hmm. the Lord said, he appeared to me and he said, declare peace unto my people. He said, declare that peace in the Spirit. That's good. It reminded me of, uh, you know, in Mark 4.39, when Jesus was in the boat and the tempest arose, and he said, peace, be still. It was peace and be still. Peace. He spoke peace to the tempest quieten, mm. calm, peace. And so I did. I just started speaking peace. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for our partners. I pray for the people of God in America. I pray for all the believers, but the spirit-filled believers, the Lion's Army, the prophetic warriors, all of those who would be watching uh, such shows and videos mm. as Elijah streams and Mike Thompson and the other prophets, and I pray for them. And in the name of Jesus to you, peace come upon you. Peace, be still. God said God's, that his children need peace right now. Because what happens is that the lack of peace 
yeah. causes turmoil and there's pressure and there's fog and there's all this stuff that comes in, tries to mold us. It's kind of like, uh, you know, in the Bible when Paul writing to the Romans. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in the Greek, uh, be not conformed is a Greek term schema, which means pressure from the outside. It's like when you take and mold something. Be not conformed to the molding that the world brings upon you, what it wants you to look like, what it wants you to think about and how to act, all these things. You know, don't be like the world, but be ye transformed. The Greek term metamorpho, and it, it's like metamorphosis. Mm. From the inside out, let that come out. Let okay. that come out. And so peace, peace comes from the inside. And so as I was declaring that peace over God's people, I could sense that was a spiritual peace. Hmm. Now we know, even Jesus himself said, you know, this is not the peace that the world has to give that I give unto you. It's a different kind of peace. It's a peace that we can have even in the midst of the tempest hmm. and the storm and the problems. It's a kind of peace that rises up and pushes against those external forces that are applying pressure to our minds and our bodies and to right. our relationships that are around us. And the Lord was just saying, this is all happening now. Happening now. People need peace. And so I want to say that to each and every person out there. God wants you to have peace. Whatever the peace robbers are that have come into your life, allow the Holy Spirit to identify them for you. And realize that there's a lot of fa false responsibility to have to correct those problems. Some of those problems are not yours to correct. Yeah. Some of those That's relationships true. that are applying pressure, you've got to back off just a little bit. But the most important thing is allow the peace of God that passes understanding to overcome you and rise up in your heart and for that peace then to take care of the situation. You've got to be at peace. Don't allow anything to steal your peace. I mean, that is both a word of wisdom, like this is how, how to behave. Don't. Sometimes when I get too frazzled and all these things are coming at me, yeah. I will... I feel like I do this by the Spirit, not just by some flesh. Well, I'll say to myself, almost as from the Lord, who died, Steve, who died and made you responsible to fix all of those things? You know, it's like I'm hearing the Lord say that to me through my thoughts. I'm, I'm inviting him to say that to me through my thoughts. And then I go, oh, well, I guess nobody died and made me responsible for all these things. So why are you trying to fix all these as if it is? You know, I can tell you and I have the same friend in Kathy Walters. As you mentioned her, she's really mm -hmm. strong on that whole false responsibility. You know, it's not your job. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's not our job to fix everything that's broken. And there's, if you're a type A or if you just do things because there's something yeah. to do, I can't sit still. I have to do something. You might find yourself more easily in that 
frazzle thing, but that's a good word. But but not only is it something to do or not to do, but the piece you're describing is outside of that to do or not to do. It's almost some. It, it's hard to right. for me to describe that because Jesus had peace before he said, "Peace be still." That's the tricky part. To right. Me. He said, "Peace be still" for right everybody on. else. He was already right. there. So that's kind of the balance. Uh, right. I mean, he was asleep. Yeah. You can't be more peaceful than that in the natural yeah. realm. He yeah. was asleep. They were the ones that were frantic. So the peace he had, like you said, he released into the situation and did it for them. Yeah. And so it quieted the storm. And probably, I'll do this at the end, but I want to speak peace to the hearts of the people. Mm. There's, there's a dynamic, a spiritual release that happens. Is people need to know, number one, that there is peace, and it always comes from Jesus. Number two, that he wants them to have it. It is theirs. And number three, that it can be released and impact their hearts and their lives. It's not just a hope. It's receiving the anointing of that release. And so that's what I was doing in the spirit in this vision is just releasing that to the people. Now, the encounter went on and the Lord gave me a Christmas scripture because, I mean, you know, this is the week of Christmas. Yeah. And. There's a lot of excitement in the spiritual realm. You see, I didn't know that. uh, When I was growing up, and even when I was a young Christian, you know, I received the Lord when I was 11 years of age, baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 19. Um, I loved Christmas time, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand until the last few decades of my life that the spirit realm operates in sync with that that's good and that there's a lot of joy and a lot of peace that's coming to pass so the lord gave me this christmas scripture and it's isaiah 9 6 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and Prince of Peace. So Isaiah 9, 6, Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And so he is the one in his government that brings peace. It's his peace. He brings the peace. And his government runs on peace. So if his government runs on peace, and he is called the Prince of Peace, then we have to be children of peace. That's good. That's good. I, it's so, interesting peace. you said that his go, his government runs on peace. I'd never thought of it that term. I'm thinking my car runs on gas. His his government runs on peace. That's the fuel, it sounds like, almost, to use a metaphor. But wow, that's a pretty good thought. Right. And so if we're going to be in his government and under his rule, then we have to let peace rule. So good. So good. Then he took me into another scripture. And this was a comfort scripture. And it's from John 14, 27. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace 
I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So my peace I give to you. That's the comfort that I want to say to people. First of all, let's reiterate to the viewers right now, for you to know he's the prince of peace, it's a government of peace, and that government is over you. Mm. Satan's government is not in control of you in your life. It has influence in the natural realm. We know that. We see it, we feel it, we hear it. But you're not under his government of chaos mm. and oppression. You're under the government of peace. The second thing is that there's comfort in the kind of peace that he has. His peace he has brought. That peace is a peace from the inside. Mm. And one of the things about, I think, the Holy Spirit's ability on the inside of us is to take our human spirit and to just begin to comfort and to, uh, to bring about the changes that are necessary so that it rises up as a defense. Because those pressures that are coming from the outside are real. If the pressure is saying you don't have enough money for, to pay your rent this month, mm. or you're lacking food, or your, your child uh, is in the hospital, or your job is being threatened, people trying to get you fired, or these relationships, maybe marital difficulties, there's all kinds of things from the world, but don't be conformed. We have to deal with them. Don't misunderstand me. You don't ignore them. You have to deal with them. But we don't deal with them the way that the world does, by trying to figure it out in our own head. Um, the peace of God rises up on the inside of us, and from the inside out, we then get the wisdom of God and deal with those. So we apply our peace, just like Jesus when he spoke to the tempest. We apply our peace to the situation. And then we follow the Holy Spirit through that. Praise God. Oh, can I ask His... you one question in there, Mike, before you go on yeah, to that part? Yeah, do. There, there's a, um, I'm trying to find it, if, if we had this one written out, it says, um, let, I don't know if, if you, yeah, there it is, there it is. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Okay, that's, uh, Jesus said that. Okay, you're a pastor. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you know, you just talked about someone whose rent was due or that you can name all things. Usually it's rent or money or relationships. It's kind of, okay, it's a person, if, if there's a person who's young in the Lord and they'll go, what do you mean, pastor? Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let yourself be afraid. You're a pastor. I don't understand. I'm in the midst of this. How is that even remotely possible? Can you give... Give people a couple of tools for like, what does that even mean? Don't my heart is trouble. What do you mean? Don't let it. So, I'm gonna throw that at you. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Yeah, that is a very good question. I'm yeah. glad you brought it up. When we, when I say, don't let, I realize that all of these things are invitations. When pressures come, like we just mentioned. They present an invitation to us to either, number one, to begin to influence, be influenced by that pressure 
and do what that pressure is trying to cause us to do. Remember, be not conformed to this world, the world's mm -hmm. pressures, to think, to react, but be renewed. In other words, there's also an invitation to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, the invitation to believe God. We have an invitation. We have a choice in everything. You see, I, I, I used to be, I still have the knowledge, but I don't have the privilege, the opportunity of doing counseling anymore. Uh, I used to counsel, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to counsel a lot. And I was particularly an abuse counselor, marriage mm -hmm. counselor, oh. so on. And that was part of my pastoral ministry years ago. Uh, and so what I would do a lot of times is teach people what I called the choice game. And this choice game was uh, was shared with me by a, a good counselor friend of mine. I, man, that's good. And so the choice is to take away the forced conformity to what circumstances want to force you to do. And so realize that everything that happens, you have a choice. Mm, so it good. goes like this. When I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off. Instead of just reaching over and automatically turning it off or hitting the snooze or whatever, I ask myself, what are my choices about that alarm? Do I have to turn it off? I can let it ring all day if I want to. I can hit snooze 20 times. Mm. I can unplug it. I can do whatever I want with that. I have a choice with that alarm. That's good. Now, what is my choice with that alarm? Well, it's, do I, it's telling me that I need to get up. Do I have to get up? See, if I have to turn off the alarm and I have to get up, then that's taken my control away. That's different than I choose to turn it off and I choose to get up and get ready. So am I going to get up or am I going to sleep all day? Well, I'm supposed to be at work, so I would imagine the best choice is that I get up and go to work. But now, if I have a choice of going to work and I choose the responsible thing, is because I have a family and I have to take care of them, and that's the right thing to do for my employer, then I should present myself. So uh, what is my choice about my shower? Am I just going to leave my hair a muss, or am I going to shower and get all cleaned up and and nicely dressed and, and uh, you know, and, and go to work. And then go through your whole day hmm. analyzing what your choices are. And don't That's let good. anything force you into automatic response. Now, there are habits that we have because of prior choices. And, but we can change those. And they, they may be good habits. If I've done it, you know, for the last 10 years, the alarm goes off, I turn it off, I just hop out of bed, run and jump in the shower because of those choices. But I have to remind myself because a lot of times I come to the place where I'm doing things habitually rather than understanding my responsibilities and what my choices really are. And so now when you're confronted with all of these situations, whether it be um, a late notice of a bill, those things speak to you. They're speaking to you. They're saying, look, you don't have enough money. Mm. You're not responsible. Something bad's going to happen. Your credit's going to go down. They're speaking to you. 
And, and those things may be true, but what I'm trying to get people to understand is to identify the voice. Yeah. Is that voice, is that circumstance speaking to you the truth? Where did it come from? They may be mimicking things that one of your parents told you as a child. Mm. And it may not be exactly true or appropriate right now. It may be telling you that your love, acceptance, and value as a human being is at stake here and that you can't allow anybody to see. And if, if you're late on this bill, then somebody's going to know. And if they know, then they're going to look at you, um, you know, their value or your value in their eyes is going to be lowered. So you see, all these yeah. things get so intertwined. Is, is in it, it fair to say, um, especially if someone's just beginning to learn this concept, is it fair to say that at least at the beginning, it's hard. It can be hard work not to be afraid because the fear is the big one. That's the big one. Right. If, right. if, if I wake up and all of a sudden I'm afraid of a bill or afraid of this or afraid of that, the battle is real. But yeah. the real is the the battle isn't the battle is to choose not to be afraid when you have everything logically that's making you afraid. It's logical to be afraid, if we can put it that way. Uh, according to my history, it's logical to be afraid. Just according to my history. And then God comes along and says, Yes, but we're not doing that. You have a choice to be afraid. Right. Are you going to be afraid or are you going to not be afraid? And so, so the person says, then, are you saying, Lord, that I say out of my mouth, I choose not to be afraid. I won't be afraid. I refuse fear. Is that? Yes. Uh, is it? Okay. It is. One of the things, though, when you mention the fear, and that's what people are going to feel at that yeah. moment, but there's something behind the fear. Why yeah. are you afraid? And all these things I was talking about are what gets to the heart of that, those voices that are coming, the things that you hear. Why is it? And fear uh, is very often associated with our own personal value and self-concept of who we are and why we want to present ourselves to the world. And if those things are threatened in any way, we may look at it and say, oh, that's a bill. And, uh, and so I'm just concerned about my electricity being shut off. But I guarantee you there's a whole lot more underneath that. We have yeah. to get into all of our value system and structure and everything else. And why is that a concern for me? So it, it goes deep. And so what I'm saying, and you verbalized it so well, Steve, is that it's important for us to look at all of the choices and to realize that in every situation that's coming our way, that we have an invitation by God to believe him, trust him, and then to make the choice that, Lord Jesus, I refuse. Just like you said, I refuse to be afraid, uh, to be in fear about this. I choose to stand in faith and know that you will supply all of your all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, also, I ask that the Holy Spirit would reveal to me what those things are in my heart that are causing this fear. That's good. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And I know no, it goes deep. 
I have stories. I won't get into any stories right now, but I, in my own life, I have stories where I reached that point when I was in a crisis moment. A lot of times it was around Christmas too. You know, when I was in 20s, yeah. I have specific stories. Yeah. And when I reached that point where I said, I'm not going to be afraid, I refused this. All of a sudden, it was as if there was a massive shift in the spirit and things began to fall into place. God was as if God was saying, I've been waiting for about 10 years for this moment, for you to suddenly right. say, I'm not going to be afraid. Wham! And he comes through and meets that point. I'm just saying, I can't guarantee You're right. that, but it's happened to me many times. You're right. It has in me too. I remember one time there was, um, when CK and I were young marrieds and I was working, I was going to college and, and I was working at night, uh, for Weyerhaeuser Corporation yeah. at that time. And I'd go to my job and there's a lot of machinery and stuff there. And there was something that was really pressing on me. Man, it was heavy, heavy, heavy. One of mm. these situations. And it was just screaming at me. It was screaming failure. It was, I don't know what mm. I'm gonna do if this doesn't turn out right. You know what I mean? It, it was a biggie on me. And I was standing there and at my job and I was, uh, I was rebuking it. I was doing all these things and trying to just keep the fear mm. away. Oh, yeah. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And actually, it was the Lord. And in the midst of that, I was I was speak praying in tongues, you know, just machine yeah. gun. <laughs> Man, I was doing everything I could to force this stuff away and get through this. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, what does it say in my word about when a demon is driven out? He goes out and he finds uh, uh, and he wonders. And if he comes back and looks and sees that the house is swept and empty, he'll come back and pull seven more with him. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And he said, what you're doing is you're trying to force the demon out. You're trying to force the fear away from you and leave the house empty, oh, and wow. it just sucks it back in. Mm. And he said, what you got to do is fill that vacuum mm. with me. That's good. And so what I did is I switched. I said, Lord, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to keep this demon out. I'm not just allowing you to come in and fill the place. So I stopped wrestling with the fear, the torment, the demonic, and I just started saying, Lord, I worship you and I praise you and I thank you that I am born of you, that you fill my heart. The Holy Spirit is That's in good. there. And I started just quoting some scriptures and just filling that house with the peace of God. And when I filled that house with the peace of God, the demon couldn't come back. That's really powerful. It wasn't empty any longer. Yeah, that's hugely powerful because, yeah, well, who would have thought, oh, you mean I just have to ask you to come in and fill that and mean it and bless it and pray it. And he, you don't have to keep trying to fight the demon out. He's already seen that the house is filled with the Lord. He splits, you know. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. There's no place for him. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. The devil has no place in me. Yeah, that's good. Really, really good. So that's all about peace. 
So that's a long answer yeah. Good. to your qu quick question. But don't let the things of the world come in. You have a choice. Mm. They're there. You don't ignore them. You just refuse to believe them. You choose to believe God. If you're in a doctor's examining room and the doctor says, this is what I diagnose in your body. You have a choice at that point. Okay, this may be a fact that his test shows this is in my body. Okay, this is not mind science religion or, you know, mind over matter or any. I'm not denying that that's there. I'm not ignoring it and just it's going to go away because it's not real. I don't want to hear that. No, the facts are there. But the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Okay. The Bible says call for the elders of the church. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. So you've got the doctor and you have the Bible. Watch the choice. And which choice are you going to make? Don't let the fear and the doubt from the world and the enemy, from the doctor to come in, be wise, do what you need to do in the natural realm, even if it's medication or anything else. But you do that with the choice that I'm going to believe God and by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. So you don't let the fear from the world come in. You let the peace from God okay. come in. Very good. Very good. So it's all about peace. Yeah. Good yeah. question. I like that, Steve. Yeah. I like you. You're a good guy. <laughs> You're very kind. <laughs> Back at you. But, you know, peace, God's peace, still operates in the world that is not at peace. Hmm. That's why it's from the inside out. Now, the Lord gave me another scripture also, Steve. And yeah. uh, the final one was what I call a victory scripture. And that is Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The God of peace will crush Satan. You know what that tells me? Along with everything that we've been talking about, peace precedes warfare not always a result of warfare. You brought it up. Jesus took his peace and applied it to the storm. Mm -hmm. He didn't rebuke the storm so that he could have peace. Right, that's hugely different than sometimes we think of it. Yeah. It brought peace into the natural realm, but the, the manifestation of that peace in the natural realm was because of the spiritual peace that he had in his heart. And that's what it is with us. The God of peace will crush Satan. So our peace crushes Satan. Another thing is that God's peace through us has the ability to crush Satan's attacks coming against us. 
Now, a lot of people don't think of those spiritual dynamics involved in such words like peace and joy and faith and goodness, and, you know, long-suffering, all these things, how that they are spirit, how do I put it? They are of spiritual essence. Therefore, they have spiritual impact. It's, it's almost like they are a force. They're not just a thought or an emotional condition. And that's one of the differences between spiritual peace and natural peace. Because natural peace cannot be there. There can be all kinds of chaos and there could things coming against you. And you said that earlier that it would almost seem wise to be afraid of that. Yeah. Why? And it is in the natural realm. In the natural, it would be. Yeah. You know what? If there's a, a semi-truck driving down the freeway at 60 miles an hour, it's wise for me to not step out in front of it. Yeah. Right. All right. But if I'm driving in my car down the highway and a truck comes out of control and I have nothing to do in the natural realm about it, it's wise for me to call upon the name of the Lord and do something yeah. different. Yeah. You know, that happened. One day my, uh, I was on a trip with my parents. And as we were driving home late at night, CK was at home with the kids. And uh, I, I was asleep in the back seat. And Dad was driving. This was years ago. Suddenly, I heard my mother and my father both, prophets, spirit-filled, wonderful people, I heard them both say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I shot up Gee. instantly. And as I did, we were coming up the road, and then there was a snake, an S-curve in the road, and a semi-truck coming the other direction was going too fast, got into that curve, and couldn't mm. hold it. And oh, as he wow. was turning, he was trying to keep from coming into our lane and hitting his head on. But at the, that caused him to begin to overturn. Yeah. And so as the truck was rolling, and my parents were saying, in Jesus' name, they drove right underneath the truck as it was rolling like this. Gee, wow. And it fell into our lane just after we had passed and went skidding down the road. Um, we don't have the answers to all things right now, but my parents made the right choice. <laughs> they him. didn't in fear react and do something. Dad didn't swerve and run into the truck. He didn't drive off the road. He called upon the name of the Lord. They did what was necessary at that particular point. That's good. And so why? Because... They'd practiced it for years. And because of the peace that was ruling in their heart, it was startling in the natural. The adrenaline kicked in. But the peace that was in their heart rose to the situation. Praise God. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really good. I, I have this one thought that keeps going through my head. I'll just share it because, you know, we think of Jesus in this. Imagine how loud that storm was. And they're fighting for their life. And yeah. Yeah. wind and who knows what else is it was probably almost earth-shakingly loud he was just a man he was in a man's body when he said peace be still 
we didn't it's he he might be he shouted it but even if he had shouted it uh other people would likely have almost not heard it it's just not that loud of a man's voice against the storm but it wasn't the loudness of his voice it was a nor it was a normal man peace be still and anyone watching wouldn't have heard a thing probably if you're a few feet away it's too loud yet it had the power the power was in the peace not in this in the or not in the anger not in the loudness power was in the peace just a thought oh that's good that's a good thought i love that hey one other thing about the god of peace will crush satan one more point will crush yeah will crush so there's it's going to happen but there's a time element will crush so be patient be consistent i just would encourage the people to do that you may see it happen in 10 minutes Hmm. or an hour or a day or a week or a month or a year but the peace of god the god of peace in you will crush satan and the things that are coming against you believe him and go for it that's right you know in the midst of all of this i you know even julie was asking me a question you know pre-show there uh and it was about speaking these things Mm. we need to speak peace and it's about ourselves we need to say no i choose peace but it's okay to look at it it's it's okay to look at your bank account and say peace I speak peace upon you. It's okay. So, it's to not, grab- so, so, Mike, it's not just some sort of Pentecostal thing to do. It has power to speak peace into your bank account. Am I, it's what I'm hearing you say. Yes, for two reasons. Okay. Now, what you're doing is peace is confronting demonic opposition. That's good. And so that's what we're doing. You can, you can hold hands with your husband or your wife and just begin and say let's just speak peace over our marriage i speak peace into our marriage i speak peace into our home i speak peace to our children in the name of jesus peace be still regardless of the situation speak peace i speak peace into the body of christ in america i speak peace to our government i speak peace to the covenant that God has established with this nation. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. And it's not just a psychological trick. I guarantee you, when I was saying that just now, man, I felt the anointing of God rise up on the inside of me. And so in a few minutes, we need to speak peace to the people. You know, and I, I, I'm just seeing this. I would do it later in prayer. I'm just going to say it right now. There's some people who just made a decision, and they're going to, for the first Christmas and maybe the first time in their life, stop worrying about the kids, okay? And that's what I'm hearing. There's people going to go, you know what, Steve and Mike, they just they kind of convinced me, Lord, I'm releasing my kids, whether they're grown or little or, or sick or, or broke or disrespectful, just say, Lord, I release them. They're yours. I yeah. love them. 
I'm going to spend one Christmas season not worrying about the kids. You guys are going to be amazed at the breakthroughs that will happen. But I just want to throw that out yeah. there. That's a good word. Even if they are adult children. Yeah. And living far away. Yeah. Speak peace over them. Yeah. The power of that peace is phenomenal. That's good. You know what? I've said this for many years, that God's bigger than our prayers. Um, and that's why Jesus' prayers are so short. Be healed. You know, uh, we want to go through all the scriptures and, and different ideas and preach, pray sometime and make a big deal out of it. And, and that's okay if you're spirit-led and if that helps you and your faith. I'm not against that. But his prayers were short and hot. And it's important for us to understand that it's because these things release his power. God is not up there waiting for you to follow a prescribed method and say the exact right words and do everything perfectly That's right. in order for his power to be released. It can be short. And so, peace, be still. Good. It releases the power of God into people's lives. Very good. Well, good it's word. Good. good word, Mike. So, I think we need to pray for the viewers. There you go. Okay, go for it. All right. I gave my word. That was, to, to me, you know, I, I think that was like a monumental word that just came out of me because some people didn't yeah. got it before I said it and some people got it after I said it, but, but it's time to stop worrying about the kids. It's a funny word. Okay, go ahead, Mike. See what God gives yes. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> ah, so what I just ask right now is all of the viewers, if you would just stop for a yeah. moment and just introspect. Yeah. Think about the things that have been coming against your life that have tried to steal your peace. They've discouraged you. Mm. They've at times withheld circumstantially the promises of God and his covenant from your life. They've tried to at least. Mm. They've risen up as opposition. But realize the Prince of Peace is within you. I'm going to speak peace into your life. And when I do, and I release it right now, if you'll lock into it, if you'll receive it by faith, the tempest will calm. If it's concerning healing, if it's concerning finances, relationships, ministry, jobs, whatever the situation. I want you to give it to the Lord now and receive peace being spoken into it and against it. The peace of Jesus, I know it's in you and you have it, but please believe me on this for a second because this is what the Holy Spirit's telling me on the inside of myself. Believe my prayer. Believe Jesus. Believe the peace that's in you. You have it. Believe my prayer for you now. That's good. As I release it. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every single viewer. Lord God, look at them. Wonderful people. They deserve your best. You've given them your best. The enemy's trying to steal it, tried to steal their peace and keep 
covenant fulfillment from being theirs. The enemy has no right to do that. Mm. And so I come against that. And in that tempest, to that tempest, to that storm, to those false voices, to those lies, to those deceptions now, to those physical circumstances, I say, peace, be still. Release in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Receive your deliverance and your peace. I speak this to you, Steve, and to all of your crew. In the name of Jesus, peace into your lives. Peace into your families. Peace. 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 Now just absorb it and receive it. Every single one. And as you do, you're going to find that Jesus is calming the storm. And he's going to prove himself to you mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Mike, thank you so much. Um, Is there anything you want to tell people about how to, your podcast, whether we see your websites on the page, is on the screen, MikeThompsonMinistries.org. Anything else you want to tell them how to get to your uh, podcasts? Oh, sure. And Mike Thompson Ministries, that also sometimes will will bump you to uh, our bigger website at Word of Life World Outreach. Okay. Dot org. Good. But at any rate, uh, the podcast is at um, Charisma Podcast Network, and it's called Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson. Uh, also, we are in the midst of writing the book i'll by the way if if people would like to go to the website this cd version of third heaven authority is available right now the the cd version has more in it than what the podcasts do oh, really okay. but the book has a whole lot more added than anything does that's good so it's going to be a complete work That'll be coming out on April 4th, by the way. Wow, you got the so, date. All right. Yeah, All so right. we've got some time to talk about it. Yeah, that'll be good, good, good. So, all right, let's see. Uh, a quick reminder, everybody, that Kat Kerr will be on tomorrow. Uh, we actually recorded this afternoon, but we, she told us we was going to talk all about Christmas, and she has ask, answer some questions for, about Christmas. She has a teaching. So it's going to be really, really good. Anything you have wanted to learn about Kat, Heaven and Christmas, that's for tomorrow. So do not miss that, all right? All right, yeah. everybody. Oh, hey, you. Steve. Go ahead. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't say they can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble. Oh, good. Same thing. Thank under, you. Under Mike Thompson Ministries on those? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. All right, everybody have a great day. To, again, cats tomorrow. We will see you then, 11 o'clock Pacific. See you later. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.